Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Failing Better, the self-improvement comedy podcast with me, Johnny Pelham, and me, Sean McLaughlin. Hi. And together, we are a Failing Better. <laughs> that was cute. You were very cute this time, Sean. Oh, thank you. I thought you were pretty cute as well, actually, Johnny. I really, the, the soft nature of your Failing Better was a delight for my ears. <laughs> it's an owl feast. Oh, good word. I thought, initially, I thought you were saying something about owls. I didn't quite understand the link. But then it's I... an owl-based feast. <laughs> Sign up to the Patreon to watch me flick my head around 360 degrees. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if you were married to someone for, like, a decade and then you walked in and you called their name and they just turned 360 and looked, well, I guess 180, and looked at you and said, hello, I've always been able to do this, but I've kept it secret. Just keep those five-star reviews rolling in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, once again, Sean saying no and... To my little little ditty. All right, all right. Well, let's do that then. Let, do you want to do a little act out of this? I, I don't have, let's, neither, let's, of us, neither of us have the skill level to do it, though. Let's see if there's juice in this lemon. So I'm married to someone for 10 years. Yeah, me. You're married to me. All right, I'm married and to I you. am the Queen of Hungary. <laughs> okay, well, that was an element that you didn't add. So I'm married to the Queen of Hungary. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, Sean, there's a lot of puns about being hungry flying around every day. <laughs> I go, hey, don't feel bad, of, but don't feel bad about yourself. Budapest, <laughs> Bu- you the best, Budapest. <laughs> That's, too- That's not anything. Anyway, it's been a long marriage. It's strained by this point. The puns have. We initially fell in love. It was wonderful on the banks of the river Budapest, but now, <laughs> <laughs> but now the puns have taken a toll on our marriage. There's detest. Hatred. I knock on your door, on your study, and I say, um, "Hello, honey. How are you this morning?" This is already such a bad episode, man. <laughs> this is already. <laughs> this is not great. Because so, also, I've forgotten. Am I the queen of Hungary? Are you the queen of Hungary? <laughs> <laughs> You're the Queen of Hungary, but it appears that I'm the one who can turn his head 360 degrees. Great, well, go for it. Well, all right, I've done it. In the, in the act out, I've done it. Oh, my God. Your head turn. <laughs> Scene. I think that was good. I mean, that's a good beginning to the pod. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. It is a... <laughs> 
self-help podcast. If you need help, we will give it to you. Yeah, if you need help with anything, really, day-to-day skills, turning your head 180, anything you need, we we've already podcast. Gi- we've, we've already given them marriage advice, I think. We have. We have. If your marriage is struggling, just turn your head 180 degrees while they knock on your study door. And make a lot of puns. Puns are fun. Puns for the first 10 years, turning your head around 360 degrees the years after that. You know owls? Yeah. Can they actually turn their heads 360 degrees? Or is that just one of those things that kids believe and it's kind of... Well, it's certainly something the mainstream media wants you to believe, which makes me not believe it. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yeah, the BBC. Info Wars. Info, Info the BBC, Wars. Like, oh, uh, okay, now I was going to turn their head. I've never seen one. Never seen re- it, mate. Never do you seen reckon it. owls would be gutted if it turns out? It's like we've. Well, how disappointed do you think people would be if they if the if the scientists got together? There was a press conference going right. We've done the maths. <laughs> we've added it up. It's actually three hundred and fifty-eight degrees. So it's not quite all the way round. I, I I don't think anyone would be too bothered. I guess maybe people who are really into owls would would be intrigued by that news, but I don't think it would ruin their day even. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, what do you think? And this is a further comment. Yeah. What do you think is the most a human has ever put their head around? Do you think a human's ever got? I mean, just for the listeners, Johnny has tried to turn his head around. <laughs> I was just saying, what? As, if, as if to be like, as if to be like, well, maybe I'm the one who can do it. I just thought it'd be fantastic if it was me, Johnny. That was pathetic. With your headphones just going, oh, and also you could. I, I, for the looks of it, you I've need to go a to a chiropractor. Thought, thought, <laughs> this isn't the day for me to really be doing this. I walk over a stiff neck. I was just talking to Sophie about how I've got a stiff neck. I've instantly tried to go for the world record head turning. <laughs> I just haven't done, I haven't done the most rudimentary prep. I'm going to um, Google this, actually. I might Google I'm very curious. How, but how would I even Google it? How it might be, well, it, it far can't be much past, like, 90, can it? Can a human turn <laughs> head? It can't be past 90. Um, about 90 degrees, it says. See, I, I could be a scientist. I knew 90 because I tried it myself. I didn't what? Ex- what? But the Guildford Chiropractic Clinic says it should be between 160 and 180 degrees. Oh, no, but that's fully left to right. Oh, yeah, that's. I can. you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Most people can. I mean, ultimately, next on, on, a, on a pivot that works between the range of zero to... Here we go. Here we go. I've got a, just a little thing here. Thank you for listening, by the way. 14-year-old human owl can turn his head 180 degrees. <laughs> oh, my God, there's a video. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. Honestly, this is not fun. Really his mother says, I want him to study and make a name for himself. But, <laughs> des- <laughs> but destiny had something else in store. Oh. His mum said that. His mum believes it's destiny that she's got an owl child. That kid's going to be so fucked up. There's no way that kid's not doing nine, doing coke at 19 at parties and turning his head 180. I'm it's not, a general disgust. I genuinely, I've just had a look at this kid. It's not fun. Like, you think, oh, this will be fun. It's not fun. It's actually more harrowing than you could ever imagine. Well, maybe put it in there. We'll put it in. Can we put it anywhere so the, the listeners can see? Well, yeah, we'll put it in the Patreon, I suppose. Put a link in. And just Google it. I mean, for fuck's sake, listeners, do some work. No, we have to We have to, <laughs> we have to, we have to incentivise them signing up to the Patreon. Oh, please. yeah, it's all on the Patreon. It's a really hard video to find. You looked for hours, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, it took me like five hours. Because we planned this. We were like, right, we'll start off with the owl chat and go quite deep into quite a lot of sort of quite unfunny <laughs> territory for quite a while. 
And then, so you've been searching for it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of planning goes into this pod. Look, it, people think that this is just sort of off the cuff, kind of, you know, just two guys finding their rhythm. We script this thing. We have hired writers. We have a yeah. writing team. Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, we've hired James Corden to write this, weirdly. That was a mistake. That was he's too much money, really. Yeah, he's not a good writer. So you're getting back behind the pen. He should be on the screen. He should be on the screen. He's trying to turn us into Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, oh. if this podcast ended up with me and you in love, that would be just a hell of a podcast. It feels like where he's headed, though. I think we'd be a good couple. You can, I just say, can I just say that feeling is one-way traffic because I do not get the impression that that's where this is heading. Is that one-way traffic because we're both headed in the same direction together? See, it's the language of love like that that I can't help but admire, Johnny. Where, how, way to hell. <laughs> I, I, I do love you, Sean, but I'm also quite a conservative Christian and do believe my love will send me to hell. Tricky. <laughs> Life is complicated. That's why this podcast is here to help you. <laughs> Do keep those five-star reviews rolling in. We've actually got a few this week, and they've really helped Have out. Have we? Yeah. I, I've, we've, I won't say I was going to say, but I've not seen any good reviews for ages. No, we've had the ratings. We haven't had reviews. Give us a review. Come on. For fuck's sake. One review. We do this every week. We're doing it for 20... We've lost money every week for 20 weeks. We deserve a review. Yeah, we, des- we do deserve a review. Yeah. I wonder if that's how my PR is handling this. Enemy <laughs> thing He's been losing money every week. How's it going, Mr. Sean? It's going fine, actually. I'm getting nice people in. I'm enjoying the show. The show is very, um, very enjoyable to perform. But it's just... Um, it's just... Um, I mean, we're in that midweek, which mm. is really shit. And it's just a drag... Yeah. And the only bit that's fun is doing the show. But I think once we hit the end of this week, the final week, things get really fun again. That's always the way. The first yeah. week, slightly anxious, excited, doing your show, trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. You know, you're just meeting mates. The second week, you're like, fuck me, this is so long. Why am I here? It's just boring at this point. Yeah. It's like, I'm just doing the same thing every day. And you've had every... I find it's weird when you've like had a great gig, had a shit gig, and had an okay gig, and then you've still got like 20 more gigs in the same venue. And you're like, mm. they're so long mm. to go. And I want to go home now. Mm. But ultimately, being a stand-up comedian is the hardest job in the world. I've heard that, actually. Um, I've heard it in the grapevine. Oh, like Marvin Gaye. I've heard it in the grapevine. National accident helpline. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I do think it's having a toll on my mental health. I'm sure that's coming across with how I'm acting. But I'm, I'm having fun. And I've met a few fans of the pod. Ooh, who? Did you get their names? Every single one of them has started by saying, please don't quit the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Literally every single one. Oh, I love your pod. Please don't quit it. One person was... You don't actually read all that stuff that you say you're going to talk about. That's why I think it's so funny. And I was like, but we do read it. I was like, we literally do our research on it. It's just Johnny ends up fucking calling Nelson Mandela a wanker or something. We have to spend 15 minutes digging him out of a hole. <laughs> I do dig myself a lot of holes. That's sweet. So there's been he, a few when, people... When he... When, look, when this guy said, oh, the funny <laughs> thing is you pretend to do read all the self-help stuff, but you don't. And I said, no, we do. I could see him go... In his head, I could see him go, well, this has gone from one of my favourite podcasts to a podcast I now actually don't like. 
Yeah, yeah, I really get that because he felt we were lampooning the idea of self-help but rather than two people desperately reading them and so poor at sort of summarising mm. them or getting any helpful information out of them. It's a really different show, that, isn't it, that he mm. thought we were able to do. Mm. But it's good that people... It's good that people can project their own interpretations of what this show is. Most podcasts don't have it. It's pretty straight. They're talking about what they're talking about. There's layers to Failing Better. Failing it's, Better has layers. We're like, an onion, baby. We make onion. you cry. We make chili better. We're an onion. We're the onion of podcasting. <laughs> we're the onion of podcasting. We'll make you cry. We'll make chili better. We cut, we, you can buy three of us in a sack. <laughs> What podcast would you like to be in a sack with, if you had to be in a sack? With two other podcasts? Yeah, yeah. I think two f- successful ones, Joe Rogan and uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> We're I, in a racist I d- sack. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd enjoy being in that sack. Our, our sack hates I think women. That, I, think that would be, I think that would be deemed the sack of shit. <laughs> with a mainstream sack. I'd like to be in a sack with... Probably like Football Weekly or something. I'd like to have some oh. nice football journalists in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe a history one, so I could learn my history. Well, you'll be. I don't want to give any teasers away, but you'll be quite delighted about what we're learning this week, then, Mister Sean. I've heard a rumor about what we're learning about. Oh, I think we're going. God. We're going to the old country. We certainly are. We're going <laughs> to the land of olive oil. <laughs> Anyway, um, what's been going on in your life there, Johnny? I've been performing at the Edinburgh Fringe every night. I've had, I've been writing in my days. I've been doing this podcast. I've been doing interviews. I've been pitching things. I've been having other meetings. Tell me, what has Johnny Pelham been doing with his time? Well, yesterday, uh, my the umbrella on my sun lounger fell off, so I had to put it back up. Your life, <laughs> your life sickens me and you know why it sickens me why because you have the exact same career and income as i do and i feel like i have to work about a thousand times harder than you no i mean what i think i feel like i'm frank grimes and you're homer simpson (laughs) what you're really forgetting now is i was just reading my book having a a bit of coke suddenly the sun lounger a bit of coke Coke. Coke (laughs) just doing a bit of white at 11 a.m um, and uh, yeah, it fell off, so I had to put it back up again. Very stressful. Took me about 10 minutes. Ruined my day, really. Yeah, it must be really stressful. I've heard that that's one of the most stressful things a person could go through is um, pretty much is putting up an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a really big umbrella, too. So Because you're probably imagining quite a small umbrella, but this was quite big. So. Fair, fair fucks, actually, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. Fair yeah, fucks. Pretty, so that's been my week. Um, but the good news is I'm going to Green Man Festival on the weekend. I, l- I love Green Man. Have uh, you ever been? Because it always clashes with Edinburgh, so I've never been before. The year I didn't do Edinburgh, in 2019, I did it and I went with my wife. I, I mean, we love live music. You mm. don't have any sort of feelings towards live music, so I don't really know why you'd go. But, I'm really uh, looking it's... forward to having fun with my friends in a field. It's a tremendous event i think it's i think it may be my favorite one i thought it was just so fun and we just had such a blast it's really the layout of it's really cool great band like because sometimes i remember doing a gig at latitude where i was on after i was the last thing on at the festival really and uh (laughs) headliner (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> but literally, I was like, the black keys were on at like nine to eleven or something, and then I was on at the comedy tent, not the comedy tent, like the theatre tent. Yeah, the cabaret, the cabaret one. Cabaret tent, like ten forty-five to eleven fifteen. So initially, there was absolutely no one, and then there was. Um, fuckloads of Black Keys fans just wandered in and saw the last 10 minutes of me anxiously talking about Home and Happy. I've done that too twice. Once I was on at 11.45. In the evening or the morning? In the morning. Yeah. The second time I did it, I was on at 11.30am. The arena didn't open until 12. <laughs> I was like, look, if you don't want me, I don't book me. But that, that must have meant it was quite full, wasn't it? No, because, everyone, no, no, the th- no one was in. No one was nah. in. The thing about you, Sean, is you're a good person to book, but I can see why they're hiding you on the bill. Because if word got around that you're right, you know, people aren't going to be watching the big acts. They'll have complaints. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I got booked for it this year. And then I got, and I could, I was busy with this other writing project and other stuff anyway. And then I looked at it and I thought, oh, maybe I can still do it. And I was on, I think, 12. I was, I was like the first act on. I was doing less than everyone else. And I, I just was like, there's no fucking... I am going to die on my ass. <laughs> you do not put me on at midday, okay? No, you're, you've got to be. You've got to be past people. You've got to be on at nine p.m. Basically, you have to. You have to see me just after you've snorted the cat, but before it's kicked in. Like that, <laughs> that's my. That's when you see me. Yeah, I agree with that hundred yeah. percent. What's the gig like at Green Man for the performers? Is it's it like a, nice a nice one. It's a nice it? one. I clashed unfortunately with Sharon von Etten, who was one of my favourites who I wanted to see, but I really enjoyed it. Is there anyone I should go see, Sean? Because I don't know anyone. Also, I'm on on Sunday at some time. If you want to, are going to Green Man and want to watch me? There are so many great bands playing Green Man. I've got the lineup right here. I've never heard of any of them. You've never heard of Kraftwerk? I've heard of Kraftwerk, but I don't know who they are, what they do. What sort of music is it? It's, they're like, they're probably, this is going to sound weird. They're probably like the most influential band after the Beatles, I think. Wrong. Bob Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Says the man who admits he knows nothing about it. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Kraftwerk and not the most influential band after the Beatles. I've never heard of them. Because they... Are they were the big band to only have electronic music, so all like dance music, techno, synth music, it all comes from them. Right, interestingly, I hate all that type of music. (laughs) Well, there you go. I hate it. Like there you go. Um, So that's all the music you just have to be high on ecstasy to like, isn't it? I don't think that they're even. It's that fast. I think it's kind of. Oh, what is this? It's a lot. lot. It's slow, repetitive noise. It's a lot of soundscapes. Oh, soundscape. Oh yeah, love it. They do it. They do an album that's all about the Tour de France. They've got. Ah, these people sound like such wankers. Where's Kesha? Where's (laughs) Kesha when you need her? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chameleon Air guest featuring featured guest Chameleon Air. Come on, Um, Camille. What about Beach House? You heard of them? Love Beach House. Do you really I ge- know who genuine, Beach House? I are? love Beach House. Yeah, love all their love all their work. I think they're incredible. I think they're just brilliant. Why are they called Beach House? Is a shit name, isn't it? I think it's a better name than Failing Better. Fuck off. <laughs> Failing Better is a name that sort of captures the way in which we are failures in life, but are constantly seeking improvement. Beach House. It's just like we're so rich. We've got another house near the beach because our income's so high. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're more. It's more like it's wistful music about kind of romance and. Melancholy. They're the middle class problem. They're ruining music, 
and they should be ashamed of themselves. Where's Bastille on this thing? Where's Madonna? <laughs> I don't want to go to this festival. I don't know anyone. Where's that working class hero, Bastille? Um, <laughs> Parquet Courts are playing on the um, on the Sunday. You've got to see Parquet Courts, baby. I've seen them. I've seen them this year. I saw them on this tour. Who oh, are they? They're like a punk band from America. Their new album isn't very good. Um, but are they are they the people who you were uh, you went to with your um, father-in-law? No, that was Shovels and Rope who are not playing. <laughs> I want Shovels and Rope to play. I've literally never heard of any of. Th- I'm fl- scrolling through now. I've never heard of any of these people. Why am I going to this festival? Have you heard of um, the Viagra Boys? They're good. <laughs> haven't and the thing is i don't even know if you're taking the piss because there is a world in which there is a, a band called the viagra no boys. there is a there is a band called the viagra boys sugar candy mountain i mean a lot of these bands i haven't heard of there's a lot it, look it's a welsh festival and they lean heavy on the welsh am i gonna um, have a bad time you're gonna have an amazing time it's it's genuinely one of the best festivals on earth and you're gonna have a you'll have a great time what, right, what, do, so- you, what do you do at a festival what's your what's your vibe you turn up do you have a tent well, I like to improv the whole event, really. I'll I'll start. Is it is it like this podcast? I like yeah, to improv. Yeah. I get in there, minute it's... one. I call Nelson Mandela a twat, and I ask a stranger to act it out. <laughs> Number two, talk about owls. No, I think it'll be fun. I'm going with my friend Robert Denby. We hitchhiked to Morocco together. Did you? Yeah, yeah. How did so you, that... how did that go? Well, we well we got to Morocco. Um, and you we hitchhiked the of... flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I say hitchhike, hijacked. Is that the same thing? <laughs> it's it's six six of one, half a dozen of the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said, look, we're we're hijacking this lorry from wherever to wherever. I lost it about halfway This is the first is this genu- This is <laughs> the first genuinely interesting thing you've said the whole episode. It's I hitchhiked to Morocco. I'm like, wow, that's a great anecdote. And you're like, oh, I can't be bothered to. Fall. No, I did hitchhike to Morocco. It was very fun. Did you we, hitchhike uh, from from your place? Was it in Newcastle? Newcastle. And so, what did you do? You hitchhiked from your home to the airport. No, no. So we hitchhiked all the way. So we hitchhiked to um, the south of Spain, and then we got a ferry across. And did you genuinely hitchhike? Yeah, hundred percent. Who, so uh, we paid for the ferry. The ferry we didn't hitchhike. You can do that, but and you, who then picked you, you up? Who was the most interesting person who picked you up? The problem with this anecdote is I've got a terrible memory. Uh, so there is no point you doing anything. This is literally one of the most incredible things I've ever heard, and you can't remember it. We got in with a guy because I can't remember like where we went. We went to Barcelona. We had some Chinese food in Barcelona. That That's... felt pointless at the time. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe that is what you're taking away from this. What we was the met, best thing? I went to Barcelona, I had Chinese food. Well, it was 10 years ago. We went. We met a guy who was cheating on his wife with a woman in... Uh, he was like, he was Spanish. So if there's any Spanish women who are worried about their husbands, I, I'd worry, mate. Because this... She, he was cheating on it. He was driving to imagine, cheat on... I mean, well, imagine if she was listening to this, she goes, fuck, I know exactly who they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her husband was talking about two English boys she picked up. <laughs> 10 years ago. She's listening to this. She's just going, ¿Qué pasa? <laughs> what does that mean? What is that? Oh, right. Um, so she, so he was cheating on his wife. We got into a lorry with a man who told us what he likes to do is he likes to slow down as he's overtaking women so he can look down their tops. 
and you were like, oh, we got a bit, we have, oh yeah, this is time sensitive, this hitch. <laughs> it was really horrible. And and he was, because obviously lorry drivers sleep in their... Um, mm. Their uh, cabs. Their cabs. He, he, we were like, do you want to go to sleep? And then we looked at the, the, the bedding and there was just loads of stains on there. Yeah, so he, so he would look down people's tops. He was very creepy. <laughs> but that's the problem. The problem is, is once you're, in a, once you're in a hitch with someone, you can't just be like, we need to get off now. But he was creepy for sure. I'm, I, I'm really, it makes me happy that hitchhiking is still a thing, because in Britain, I think, isn't it kind of illegal here now? I don't think it, I don't think it's illegal, but it's the sort of thing the Tories Tories do like to make things illegal that are sort of fun. Mm. So maybe it is, but it was it was a very um, joyous experience. Then we got to Morocco, and then we ate a lot of food and wandered around the markets and enjoyed Morocco immensely too. Did you go to Marrakesh? Did you go to Casablanca? We did not go to Casablanca. We went to Marrakesh. We went to Chef Chouen, I think it's called, which is like a really blue place where they oh, painted all. Oh, is it blue? The... Is it? It's blue, you know, mate. A bit lewd, bit lewd, bit mucky, bit mucky. When you get there, <laughs> it's one for the dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, all their uh, houses are painted blue, and it's on the seaside. It's really beautiful. I'd recommend Chevron, and um, we went to a few other places too. Johnny, this just—what a great story! Well, what, what, I would be a bad. I what I realised there is, I'd be a very bad sales person of countries. Where's the best country you've ever been to? Me. Yeah. Britain. Oh, hey, oh. Come on. Britain's great. That's why it's called Great Britain. Oh, my God. I didn't know that was the reason. Um, what is the best country I've ever been to? I don't know. I, like Can- I do like Canada. Fucking hack. Such a pathetic answer. Just what? worming up to your family. <laughs> Canada's, let's be honest, a middle-rate country. Yeah, it's sort of widely considered a very bad place to be. Yeah, it's horrible crime. People are awful, terrible yeah. education. I do think ugh, the problem is mine will be too Europe centric. I, I haven't travelled enough outside of. But that's the, you, you can only go on your own experience, Sean. The problem is, I do objectively think Spain is the best place. I think there's no, I just don't see any place that could be better than that. I think if you were to build like a perfect country from scratch, it would probably be Spain. And that, even though it's a country with a huge amount of social and economic problems. <laughs> That's what you want in a society. Without that, without that frisson. How, how can people be motivated to work hard unless it's not crippling uh, economic poverty? That's my view. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not working hard. Um <laughs> Alright, so we slag them off. Anyone else? The Germans. Get a better language. Uh... <laughs> I genuinely love every country I've ever been to. <laughs> That's not a joke. I love travelling. Travelling is my favourite. Fa- sack of a man. No, there is one country I fucking hate. Where? Can I say it? Yeah, definitely. Switzerland. Why do you hate Switzerland? I just, it's awful. It's crap. Oh, I know why I hate Switzerland. Is it because of the person you went with, though? Yeah, he's an idiot. But also, uh, yeah. they're just, it's just boring. It's just shit. It's just shit. It's just, mm. it's, it's like if Canary Wharf was a country. It's so shit. Everyone yeah. there is boring. Everyone there is rich. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. I hate it. I hate Switzerland. But the gigs pay very well. Well, that's the, that's the balance, isn't it? That's because the, they've, that's they've the got all Nazi gold in their freaking mountains. Well, they're clever. They know how to hide gold very well. And you know, they realise the Nazis were going to make a lot of gold. So, I guess that in is... a way, well done to their government. In another way, bad government. 
Switzerland is like um, if it's like Jersey but on a massive scale. Like it's just run by a family, I think. Really, I've only been there once through the same gigs you talked about, and um, it's just a weird. It is a weird place. It's, but I, I don't know if that's just because it's weird because you just go to the gig and then leave the gig. I died on my hoop there, which is also not ideal. <laughs> it is. Um, the thing is, as well as it's staggeringly beautiful, but it's sort of. Um, I guess there's like because parts of Switzerland is French and parts of it is Italian and parts of it is German. And I've done all of that. Mm. And in my experience, just go to the go to the OGs. Just mm. go to Italy, go to Germany, go to France. They're better. It's a bit like me, I guess, in a way. Like, it's staggeringly beautiful. You know, it's incredibly sort of multicultural and rich and diverse and wonderful. But maybe it's too perfect. Is that what you're saying? A bit, bit like me. Too I think perfect. that's it. I think I'm probably yeah. intimidated. I'm intimidated yeah, that makes by sense. it. Yeah. I, I did go to the FIFA museum when I was in Zurich, though. That was, that was very cool. Really, what's there? Just loads of corrupt people handing, just loads of suitcases being passed around. I mean, it's, I mean, it's fucking Switzerland. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> the entire country is just money laundering. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, probably shouldn't say that. Look, if you're Swiss, <laughs> if you're Swiss, I do, I do. I've always enjoyed going to your country. But I love your army knife. I like great army knife, great cheese. Great. I like their flag too because it's a bit silly. Do you think so? I just think it's sort of a bit of an. It doesn't. It's not a very like heroic flag, is it? It's a white cross. Is it? Maybe I'm thinking of a different flag. <laughs> Let me Google. I mean, it's not that different from any other flag, I'd say. Right, Austrian flag. We're not talking about Austria, you stupid idiot. Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You are no, literally, there's... honestly. If you think I've been talking about Austria this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you talked to someone then. I don't remember me I feel like I know you said this is going well, but this was like such a bad episode. <laughs> no, it's bad for you, man. I'm, I'm having fun. Switzerland, yeah, their flag shit. It's just it's weird. It's a weird flag because it doesn't look like their cross is too small. Why doesn't it go to the edges? That's a bloody good point. It's a stupid flag. If you're Swiss, I've got no issue with you, but your flag is a joke. <laughs> What do you think is the what's your least favorite and favorite countries then? What's my um, what's my favorite countries? Do, 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 do. No idea. Um, I don't know why I bother asking you anything. I I. What's I your really, least favorite country? Least favorite country. Let's just go on with the main section. Anyway, <laughs> the problem um... is, the problem is, all places you go, I've only been on holiday, so they're all fundamentally fine. But that isn't, it has nothing to do with them as country, just because I don't have to do anything. Yeah, and I'm true. probably drinking by a place that gives me nice things. The thing is, all countries are good as well. The worst country is probably is probably just like North Korea or something. Yeah, or, or like a you know somewhere where there's a despot. That's worse than everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Anyway, I think we've come to a good conclusion that all countries are good, except for some which are bad. And that is the sort of insight you get from this podcast. We are failing better. We are helping you. We are helping ourselves. And after the break, we're going to be talking about our good old friend, Julius Caesar. God bless. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Failing Better. Today we are looking at Julius Caesar, the man, the myth, the legend. He came, he saw, he conquered. Can we learn anything about his great life? Occasionally we do these episodes, don't we, where we just look at one f- historical figure. We did one for for Lizzie, didn't we, for her jukes, for well, Jubilee. Uh, uh, my issue is, and this is maybe something I should have talked to you not um, on the pod about, but all self-help book essentially says like the same 10 things in different orders. So I do mm. worry that we're running out of self-help things to talk about. I'll tell you what, a better podcast I was thinking we could do, Sean, <laughs> is like... Uh, <laughs> um, they don't is, really tend to do this on podcasts. They don't tend to go, do you know what? I think the next one will be better. No, but this, I mean, this is a better fundamental idea for a podcast is every week we bring a guest on and they tell us a law they'd like to change. So it could be like a personal law. So we get like a personal story where they're like, this law fucked us up. Or it could be like tax or basically a, a law that, and it could be silly. Like we get a comedian on who's like, they should make a Claire's free. And I think it'd be a good way to have a guest on and talk about something interesting every week. What do you think about that as a new podcast idea? Well, Johnny, I mean, I didn't want to mention this on the pod, but my understanding is that you've already joined another podcast. Is this correct? On oh, the fantasy football one. And when when were you planning on breaking that to the listeners that you've joined another podcast and that you've turned your back on failing better? Well, the good news is, listeners, I joined the fantasy football podcast. We did one episode. We realised it was too hard to do the audio editing, and now we've stopped. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm out. But don't you think that's a better podcast than this? <laughs> what the fantasy football one that you never? No, made? no, no. The one about laws, and you can bring a. What would it be called? What would it be called? It'd be called the, the Law Podcast. The we've, Law. P- with Johnny Pellet and Sean McLaughlin. I don't know if it would be better. Because you could bring a comic on. You'd bring, right. like, Harry it- on, and she'd be like, oh, I think every all Scotch eggs should cost 2p. And you could talk about that for an hour. Then you could have an economist on who'd be like, we should find a way to tax wealth because corporations are just able to smuggle it in. And they'd have an actual policy. We could talk about that. All right, Johnny, do you actually think we'd ever get a fucking economist on it? We'd get of loads of economists. I've Johnny, got a... I've got a degree in economy i could come on i've got a degree in economy (laughs) 
I got a degree in economy. I have got a master's in international political economy. And every time I tell people that, they are very shocked. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know the difference between Austria and Switzerland. <laughs> Look, I don't even know the difference between the pound and the euro. I just know that money coming in is good and money going out is bad. Unless you're spending it on nice things. <laughs> that was my dissertation. Johnny, if you want to do a podcast, another podcast, we could do it. Um, but I think Alpha Project failing better. I still think there's legs in this, baby. I my issue is, but this is is all self help book is the same ten points. But let's sort this anyway. We're talking about Caesar today, Julius, <laughs> as I call him, Mister Caesar. What do you call him? Sean? Just, you are you are harpooning this recording, man. <laughs> Uh, what do I call him? Yeah. <laughs> the, the salad boy. Salad boy. Is that what you want? Yeah. Fucking hell. He, um, he conquered Gaul and he made a salad. What a good life. He was born in 12th July, 100 BC. <laughs> and he died... Did they even have July then? No, but that... now that's how we understand that because he made July happen. He made the calendar, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he made the Roman calendar because he went to Egypt. I quite like Caesar. I bet he, he didn't do it, though. Someone else probably did it. Someone else did the maths, but he looked at the Egyptians already had the calendar we have, which is like 365 days, mm. uh, tw 12 months, and then a leap year in 29 days in February every four years. Mm. And he went, that's the best. Because before that, the Roman calendar didn't match up to the seasons very well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So what that, was so that's, it? Oh, the, the, the previous one... It was just, um, it, it actually, uh, <laughs> well, in my defense, you just asked me to try and come up with a, come up with a, a calendar based system. In, I know, just say you don't know. <laughs> No, but you, the way you said, what is it? It did not allow, it did not allow me to say, I don't know. You put me on the spot there. You have got to give us a five-star review, listeners. Come Sign on. up to the Patreon. We're floundering it. I'm coming up with new podcast ideas. I do think this has been one of the worst episodes we've ever done. But you are confident, Sean, and I believe in you. I have faith I think in it's you great. I think it's as great. a human being. Right. So he died on the 15th of March, 44 BC. And this was his life. So he was 54 years old. 56 years old. 56. When he died. Or was he 50? He would have been 55? He was I think. entering his 56th year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he was born. He had to flee Rome because a dictator came in. He was captured by pirates. He came back. He killed the pirates. He conquered Gaul. He brought troops over to Britannia, led Rome into a civil war with Pompey, ended Roman democracy, declared himself a dictator, went to Egypt, shagged Cleopatra, had a kid, and then was killed on the Senate steps by, amongst others, his friend Brutus. Does uh, hearing all that make you feel like you're wasting your life, Sean? I mean, it is... An amazing story, that isn't it? I mean, that is proper stuff. That he is did... proper. That is that is god tier historical figure stuff. I think when you've got to the point where you're shagging another famous iconic figure from a different civilization, that's when you just go, "Well, what can you what can you say about him? What can you say?" He was. He, I mean, let's be frank. Horrible man, absolute legend though, absolute goddamn legend. 
There's no um, doubt in that. My favourite thing, he was captured by... When he was, like, a young man and didn't really have any rank, he was captured by... Like, him and a bunch of people were captured by pirates. And he said to the pirates, uh, I'm going to come back and have you all executed whilst he was in jail. Um... And then the, the, he got they he, they paid the ransom his family they so they dropped him off at like a little village um, and he went round rallied old Roman troops who were just like retired mm. and came back and killed the pirates so like he, he didn't even have the rank he wasn't even like he went back to Rome and like got rank and said these pirates he like did it in his local area where he was and he just did it without any real authority just because he said look we should go kill the pirates I mean they sh- I mean he must have had a hell of a lot of charisma to get away with that. If some so. bloke just came to me and just looked, some pirates have pirates have kidnapped me, and I, I, do you want to help me kill them? I, they'd have to be very charismatic. They'd do you have think, to think I could convince you? No, no, it'd right. have to be like Michael Moore or someone like that. <laughs> I'm going to eat a bur- I'm going to eat a burger every day to see how bad they are. That was a weird. Was that him? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I've been shit today. That was Morgan Spurlock. Good name, Morgan Spurlock. I never understood that doc. He didn't make any sense to me when he was what, like... super supersized um, me? Yeah, he was like, oh my God, I've eaten a, a, a Big Mac every day or whatever. And uh, I've got really fat and it's been bad for my health. It's like, yeah, no shit, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Did you I, like the documentary? I did, actually, but I'd rather go back to talk about Julius Caesar. <laughs> um, I am... Um, I, th- I think Julius Caesar is... Um, I didn't know about that pirate stuff. I was just thinking about that. How different do you think the pirates were, BC? Like, do you think the pirates were kind of, are like goths or something? Where, like, they've had, the same, <laughs> they've had the same kind of look forever. Like, they've never updated or regressed. Like, do you think pirates were still like, in BC? Or is that a very sort of Tudor to Victorian era thing? Not gonna lie, Sean. I've never, I never thought about that before. I've not either. That's why I'm bringing it up. My instinct is that once you decide to become a pirate, there is an essential characteristic to it, and you instantly get given a parrot. No, that's like what a parrot I... flies yep. down. You say, yep. "I am a pirate," and then a, pi- a parrot comes down. You lose a leg instantly, uh, and that's just part of what being a pirate is. You just it all happens very quickly. That's a pirate. That's now, a pirate. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. My wife in lockdown yeah is a pirate became a pirate um <laughs> a video pirate oh um no she discovered that pirates were real <laughs> and i thought my wife is not an idiot my wife's very smart but she didn't know that there that pirates had ever been real she thought they were like a that's like crazy. wizards. That's... They, she thought they were like wizards or something like that. Like they were like a, just an old fictional thing that have become part of the culture. And I assume there's probably other people like that. She was like, "Wait, this is all this all happened." I go, "Yeah, like Blackbird was real. Like he was like it's what, all real." What was your? You know, whenever when anyone says something, she stupid, it... honestly was freaking out. When she <laughs> found out she was like running around the flat, like screaming. <laughs> God, that's that must have been a very big day in lockdown because lockdown was quite monotonous. So when your girlfriend discovers that pirates are real, that's a big day. It was pretty amazing. It was, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I guess I get it because we don't we don't we don't act like they're real because we act like they're fun. Yeah, I mean that is the weird thing about pirates, even though they about. are fucking terrorists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Maybe, um, 
Yeah, because there was all that. There was recently quite a lot of pirating, wasn't there? Off the um, where was it? Like uh, Somalia, this load. Somalia. Yeah. And then it turned out that it's just because like American Britain had extracted all their resources and totally destroyed the economy, and now there were pirates. Mm. That's always what it's like. It's like there is a bad person. It's like I wonder why he's bad, and it's like oh, it's us. <laughs> I actually think a pirates. You're not. You're going to find this too funny. I don't want to say it. <laughs> Sean, I know what. This is a humorous podcast, and we've not said that many funny things. We you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh at me. <laughs> I do think if I could have been, if I, if I think <laughs> who it is, if I could have been in anything in any era and had the most success, I think I'd have been a great. In like the golden age of piracy, I think I'd have been a good pirate. Why do you think you'd have been a good pirate? What are your pirate skills? Organisation. Yeah. I think I've... I th- I, <laughs> right, I genuinely think... Can I just say, that's the most boring answer I've ever heard to why do you think you'd be a good pirate? <laughs> well, you've got to be organised. You've got to be organised. You're a leader. You're a leader of men. I think I've actually got awesome. leadership skills. I think I've got leadership skills. So do you... So why aren't you... But surely you can be organised in the 21st century. Pirating isn't mainly an no, organisation yeah, but pirate, look, pirating is... Come on, let's be frank. It's not the same as, like, running Microsoft. It's not the same. <laughs> you, you're a leader of men. Sure, but you're not telling them, right, we need to do this. We need to integrate this into the mainframe. We need to put this, that, there. We need to get the di- Dianetics going. We need to get the diagnostics here. We need to look at the statistics. We need to analyse this. It... You know, you're leading men, but you are essentially just going, sail over there, kill them, steal that, back here. See you later, lads. Let, let's go for a pint. I mean, I think I, you're, you're, I think I everything you've that. said so far makes me you'd be a terrible pirate. Because you, who are you going to, you, one, you've not got a pirate. Both your eyes work. You've never killed a human being. All right. All right. And you hate being, you hate breaking rules. I mean, you've been the worst pirate in the world. But there are no rules at sea. That's the point. There are no rules. Well, there, there is one rule, which is you've got to keep getting gold so the people can eat. And you couldn't get gold. You're not a gold finder. <sighs> uh, maybe I'd be a bad pirate. This is shocking me because I think you're right. And I've always thought what that is a good the- life. I'd just sail around. I'd find like a nice Navy ship. I'd go, all right, thank you. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, I, every, yeah. I, I think I want to dr- live at sea. I want to be. I want to be a seaman. But maybe that's what you want to be. You want to be. You want to have a. Sh- you want to have a boat. But I don't. I don't think you'd be a good pirate. Because you could still be a pirate. You could try and take the HMS Elizabeth down. Do they have to steal things? I mean, what else could they do? <laughs> Couldn't I do like? Um, were they like pirate like contractors? Like, like they I, I don't that, think it's not like think... their whole life is just going around and nicking stuff and then putting it. Like, I think that's a, a little lot... definition of pirate. I think if you're contracted by the state, you stop being a pirate. What, if, if, you're, con- what if you're like a private pirate? Well, I think that's what like the East India Company essentially was. No, but East India Company was a part of the UK, wasn't it? It was like a it was a government body. I think government. it was a private enterprise. I think that's what's so fucked up about it because it dominated all of India. And it was, a, I mean, this is, a, we got, but I think it was a private enterprise that had so much capital that it became like almost its own, uh, it had its own army and everything. So it was really, I, I mean, more like, you know, you have, you're like a, an individual could hire an investigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like we have a police force. You'd be a private pirate. pirate. I'd be a, a pri- private pirate. <laughs> they go, look, the Navy won't help me, the standard pirates won't help me, but this bastard's nicked my wife. I need you to get back there. I go, cheers, private pirate. But has he, he must have nicked your wife on, on sea then? He's nicked my wife on sea. Yeah, because if he's just he's, nicked your wife, you'd say, this, pl- is, this isn't a job for me, mate. He's plucked her off a rock. Yeah. She was just sitting there on the rock, enjoying her life, plucked her off, 
popped her in the popped her in the poop on the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hearing you saying, I think he'd be a really good pilot. And I just go, all right. And I get in there. I just go, look, what's it going to take to get her back? All right, because he's, he's worried sick about her. He's worried sick about this 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 woman. <laughs> and I need some money. Have you got any money? Money? I go, yeah, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. So then, well, how are you making money as a pirate if you're spending your own capital? I don't know if I, I don't know if that makes me a pirate though. If I'm just going around doing favors. All right, big question. Yeah, I, I feel that you've. I, big question, listeners. Get in touch. Do you think Sean will make a good pirate? What are the, what are the, what are the bits of Sean that make you think he would be a good pirate? What are the bits? I tell you what, Sean. I decided I wasn't going to call you tall on this episode. I think I've avoided that very well because there could have been many points where I started talking about Hollywood. <laughs> But what yeah, that's co- another reason I'd be a good pirate, is everyone would keep thinking Poseidon has finally come for them. <laughs> yeah, and then also, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, so you'd be at a sea, you know you have to get that guy to stand on like, the mast to be at a sea out. <laughs> you'd just be at a sea. I am the crow's nest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ships in Portugal. So anyway, should we go back to Caesar? Let's go back to Caesar. So, Caesar did all that stuff. I, I read a lot about Caesar as a kid. I really enjoyed him. Um... Mm. As a as a dude, I thought he was. He, he reminded me a lot of me as a young man. Uh, now we've got the eight leadership lessons you can learn from Julius Caesar. Oh, I'm going to need this when I'm a private pirate. Con- connection with his soldiers. Apparently, Caesar knew the name of every soldier fighting with him, um, and the personal connection connection was a, was a good way in which he. Uh, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe it. I what I've read, that. he had an army of what hundreds of thousands of people. What I've read is that he knew every centurion, which might make more sense because centurions like a hundred men. So say you've got an army of ten thousand, that would only be a uh, hundred men. I reckon. Um, I reckon, but the thing is, it's ancient Rome, isn't it? They were probably all called Julius. <laughs> They probably yeah. all had the same name. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I'm. T- are you good at soft skills, Sean? Like, are you good at remembering people's names? I can't remember anyone's name. I Maybe honestly, jo- who you're talking Johnny, to, Sean? I don't know who our producer is. <laughs> I can't remember anyone's name. What are you name. talking about? Producer Steve is fantastic. Good old Steve. I'm terrible at names. I still don't know our neighbours' names. Oh, shit. Maybe I need to make sure the window is shut. <laughs> great, great. Great moment in podcast history there. <laughs> Johnny, checking the window shut. It is shut, it is shut. Um, no, I'm not good at that stuff. Uh, I so remember I faces, that's... I remember where I'm but I, I, honestly, especially at this fucking festival. Have you had yes. any emba- embarrassing incidents yet where you completely fluffed it? Yesterday, I had a genuine 15-minute conversation with someone, and I have not, to this, as soon as I left it, I thought, literally no idea. I have them all the time, because I, as everyone on this podcast knows, my memory is the worst thing in the world. Mm. I have so many conversations with people who I don't know who they are. Like, I, I would say, like, one-fifth of conversations I have in my life are people I leave and think they could be anyone in the world. Could be anyone. But the thing is, humans aren't built to have this many conversations. Well, that's what I say to them if they have... I, we, we're meant to have, like... I wasn't meant to have a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, you've got that in your holster straight out the bat. Yeah, humans yeah. aren't meant to have this many conversations. <laughs> that's it, how you It makes them how are the you prick. Saying, John? It makes them the prick. <laughs> How dare, oh, you, how, dare you, how dare you push Johnny Pellow actually beyond his, his, <laughs> his DNA? Look, I've got three friends and a dog. What more do you want from me? Um, so that's why Julius Caesar was so good as he knew the name of all his centurions. Well, I guess more, it's those soft skills, isn't it, that actually make a connection happen. I, I, um, I, it is helpful when you can remember people's names. I always think, God, because I have to say mate so many times. I'm soft to say, all right, mate. Uh, uh, yeah. 
I say how's it? I say I say great to see you. Yeah. Instead of great to meet you, because I don't know if I've met them or not. <laughs> That's very clever. I just call everyone mate. And oh, yeah, mate. Hi, oh, yeah, mate. mate. Oh, cheers, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I don't expect people to remember me. That's the thing. I don't think people care that much. Because I, if I meet people, I genuinely, with the exception of my wife and probably you, every time Do you think I, I'm the second most important person? No, I'm just trying to say, like, I, I, you're, you're, you're the second most important person in my life, Sean. <laughs> God. Maybe we are in love. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is, I, I um. Every single person who I start talking to, I assume they don't know who I am or they don't remember me. My wife, I think, does. And I think you do. Everyone else, I think they go, who's this? But I don't want to go in there and just go, I'm Sean, because I, I, I think, think they're going to be like, well, we've met 40 times. But I I'm like, I, I don't want them to also feel bad for not knowing me. So if you're listening to this and you've and you've had a conversation with me sometimes and you feel, oh, I think Sean thinks I don't remember. I don't care. I'm not that <laughs> memorable. I um, I think this is wonderful empathy and she has a good heart. I worry it might get in the way of your, this self-doubt might get in the way of you being a pirate successfully. Because I think you need to show no fear and you need to show a ruthless determination. And uh, Well, I guess and it's I branding, isn't it, as well? Pirates it, are like, it's all about branding. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm What would your name be? I'm Long John Silver. Captain McLaughlin is good enough. You need a different <clears throat> Captain Sean McLaughlin, Esquire. Oh, I like it. There's a there's a there's an Italian restaurant here, by the way, called uh, Ciao Roma in it in uh, Edinburgh. Do you know Ciao yeah. Roma? It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a famous. There's a venue in there. So a lot of comedians eat there. It is an inexplicable place, Johnny. How it, so? Because it is theme. It's a Treasure Island themed Italian restaurant. <laughs> The entire upper upper second floor is decked out like it's the fucking Hispaniola. (laughs) So do they serve Italian food? Yeah, they're all it's all run by Italians. It's all proper (laughs) Italian stuff. Apart from it's got because I guess was was Robert Louis Stevenson from Edinburgh or something. I I think he was. Weird. And um, one of his his other things says is don't delegate the most unpleasant tasks. uh, in Roman times, it was common to punish deserters. Well, this is really interesting, actually. Uh, you know, the um, Julius Caesar's famous um, legion was called the Tenth, I think. Mm, I, didn't, be- I, don't, I don't know that much about him, to be Because um, in... Um, I, might, I might be getting the Tenth name on, but basically, <laughs> if you desert, they did a thing in Roman times where they would... Um, if you fleed in battle, the next time they got them together, they would draw straws and they'd make nine of them beat the tenth person to death with bats. So your mate who you've been like hanging out with mm. for all, you know, for years and years, if completely randomly you just have to beat him to death with a club and like nine I, of you. I think I, I think I'd have that in my ship. I think that would be one of your policies. I think that's why I'd be a good pirate, actually. So you'd be like, I really need to learn everyone's names. They don't feel, like, diminished. And you'd also be like, right, if you deserve... Steve, Steve, is it? Steve? (laughs) Steve, of course. Yeah, anyway, we're all going to beat you to death now. So cheers. (laughs) Cheers, mate. Thanks for all your good work. See, what's good about you, you're mixing soft skills with hard skills then. And I think it's a really wonderful palette of, Mm -hmm. you know, leadership skills you're you're, um, displaying. Mm-hmm, 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 Could mm-hmm. I be on your boat too, maybe as a parrot, just on your on your shoulder? You're my parrot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be, I mean, how much are you going to be talking? Be honest. How much are you going to be talking? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, 
I'm going to talk so much. You'll never shut me up. Sean. I mean, that's going to be the punishment, is it? I'm going to, I'm going to get. I'm going to be able to get a lot of people going <laughs> mad in the brig, sort of surrendering their stuff. I go, look, I've got the most annoying parrot in the seven seas. <laughs> Some You'll people go, Shrek. I'll, I'll be your donkey. I'll be your donkey. But you're like there going. Did you, did, oh, what do you reckon? Can I have red shoelaces or do they look stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Julius Caesar's eight leadership scale. <laughs> haven't eaten enough fruit the last few days. Worried about my digestion. <laughs> oh, God. I fucking hate this parrot. <laughs> stupid parrot. I'd be, I'd be annoyed. I would. I don't know. I think as a parrot, I'd annoy myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. I can't I think guess. of anyone I'd want less. I'd yeah. be a, I think I'd be a good parrot. Do you mean be a good parrot? Maybe parrot oh, is... Yeah. I, maybe I'm the leader, you're the parrot. All right. I mean, all right. It's a bit of a gear shift, but um, I'll go with it. Because also, I, I get the impression I'd be like the Dick Cheney to your George W. Bush. Yeah, I'd yeah. basically be running the joint anyway. Where should we go, parrot? You need to go there for the oil. Thank you, parrot. Thanks, Parry. I'd call you Parry McLaughlin. Parry. Parry McLaughlin. Oh, God. So anyway, that's how you become a good leader. <laughs> anyway, I hope you've learned that, everyone. <laughs> this... Basically, we've talked too much, so we don't have time to go through much of the list, but the list is quite shit. So there you right. go. It's just another great episode of Failing Better, everyone. Um, genuinely, thank you for the nice ratings, for the nice reviews. Sorry, this episode's late. I mean, yeah, that was late. I, I just want to say, if you, that was completely Sean McLaughlin's fault. About an hour before he went to party, he said, can't do it today. That was it. Well, I am a busy boy. Well, I, yeah, well, I mean, you're a busy boy, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lovely parrot, so we all have our tools. I'm the parrot. Yeah, but I'm also a parrot now. <laughs> Two parrots. <laughs> parrot with a parrot. Sean? Sean? <laughs> Have you heard about this pirate ship that's been run by a parrot who's got his own parrot? <laughs> it's fucking... It is obscene. Imagine how low your, like, ambition would have to be if you were the first mate and just accepted the two-parrot situation. That makes me laugh a lot, actually, that idea. The idea of you're just like, you're the first mate, you go, who's your captain? Fucking the parrot has got the job. <laughs> And he's like, why are you so loyal to this parrot? He's like, I, I knew I couldn't. I just go, ship. I'll be honest, he's, he's not doing a bad job. It's like when it's like when, that, when like pro wrestlers become the mayor or something of an American town. And you go, well, they're doing fine, actually. Fair enough. Yeah. Got it. Imagine taking a... Sh yeah, it's great. I Imagine I taking a... Sh what were you about to say there? What was after that? Taking a shit. Imagine it like... <laughs> Imagine shit. taking a shit. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine like having your ship, having like the British sort of, you know, royal ship being taken over by two parrots. <laughs> I think there's a sitcom here, Sean. What do we call it? Um, it'd have to, we have to think of a good Polly, Polly one? Polly, Polly wants a, what's parrot stuff? Beak, macaw. Polly wants a beak. <laughs> Polly wants a beak. <laughs> Polly wants a ship. <laughs> Does Polly not have a beak? No, I mean, like, beak... I'm just trying to think of parrot things. A beak was like... It was a... Polly wants a comma beak. All right. Um, uh, squawk. 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 Squawk this way. Squawk this way. And also we do... We do karaoke on the boat. Johnny, every time we have a good idea, you fucking... You're upset. I think you love karaoke. I don't think I've ever mentioned karaoke on the pub before. Uh, you've brought it up more often than you think, I think. <laughs> 
Um, well, anyway, if you can come up with a name for a pirate-based sitcom, which is two pirates who run a pirate ship, and do I sit on your... Am I still a pirate to you? So I think I... we're both parrots, but I'm your parrot. So I'm I'm tiny. Whoa, you're tiny. I'm Hard tiny. And yeah. on your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a fictional. It's, it's fiction, Johnny. <laughs> Truly, the, the human mind's creativity is. Or is it? Or are they both parrot-sized? Are they both parrot-sized? Are they both? And one of them is just perched on the other's shoulder. Both are good. I mean, the idea, the visual idea of a massive human-sized parrot is quite funny. No, I think the idea that it's just a regular parrot, <laughs> and then the my parrot is like a is like a thimble. Producer Paul has just absolutely nailed it. It's called Fouling Better. <laughs> that's a good one, Paul. That's fantastic. Imagine so that's... the BBC Television Centre. Yeah, we got a sitcom for you. <laughs> Fouling Better. Oh, is it based on your podcast? No. It's about a parrot who has a parrot. And and I think he must rule the seven seas. Like he's, I think he's a ferocious parrot who's had a lot of success. It's a very violent show. Yeah, very yeah, violent. yeah. Like he's pecking the ears off of people. It's brutal. Yeah, it's really it's, horrible. Actually, it's like Deadwood or or something like that. You like, like Game of Thrones, where you like, or does it have to be enough of a heading? We're like, yes, it has to be two beheadings. And it's the parrots be like fuck all the time. It's the gonna like, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of sex scenes, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of violence. <laughs> 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 we want a big budget for this I think billions billions I don't, I don't want to freak the BBC but I think this is a billion pound production we think this is going to be we need as much money as the new Lord of the Rings TV series <laughs> oh god anyway so that was Julius Caesar Julius Caesar Sean yawning loudly into the microphone oh god I'm just I'm so relaxed on this part um, I think that was fun Yes, it has been fun. Thank you so much for listening. Do keep the reviews coming. They do help. We hope you're enjoying the show. It's not been the same since I've been in the Edinburgh Fringe. It's been a bit odd, but uh, it's been nice to do. Nice to I've see you, I've had Johnny. a lovely time. I've really enjoyed seeing you. I hope Edinburgh continues to go well. I hope you get the success you deserve, and I hope that success brings more people to the pod so I can continue my life of doing very little. Well, um, if you want to help Johnny with that life, you can sign up to our Patreon. Uh, which we're, we're about to record our Patreon exclusive content, aren't we? We certainly are. If you go to patreon.com slash failing better, then, um, then you can see the different pi- price bands from as low as £3 a month. You help us do more of this. <laughs> and also you get three... Which I'm sure you'd like to, but it's you also massive. get... But you get loads of extra content every week and you get... Free stand-up specials, Free you, stand-up get a, a specials video you get video it. stuff. And you get to support your one of your favourite podcasts in maintaining itself. Because people keep telling us not to quit, and we wouldn't quit. The only thing that might make us quit is that we keep losing money. <laughs> but also, we're going to do Pride and Prejudice director's commentary. So uh, We are. So when uh, we're next- There is good stuff coming very, very yeah. soon, and we're very appreciative. Patreon.com slash failingbetter, or email us at failingbetterpod at gmail.com, or give us a review, or a rating, or do nothing. Um, right. Anyway, in the meantime, I've been Sean McLaughlin. I've been Johnny Pallum. We remain. You made it like a parrot, that was very good. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. It's worth knowing that we've got zero listeners in Switzerland. <laughs> I've had a look at the analytics.
so it can only go up. Uh, we're all right. We're all right with them. Let, let, yeah. them keep, let them keep their money. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 